Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. All right, guys, so I'm so excited for today's episode on Beyond the Bikini Radio because I am featuring my good friend, Ashley Zabo. We chat all things post-show blues, reverse dieting, and even PEDs in the fitness industry. We chat a little bit more on social media and the pressure to be perfect and stage lean year-round and go into a little bit more about our own personal struggles. I really hope you guys enjoy this episode and all of Ashley Zabo's information will be down below in the description. If you find that this episode resonated with you or one of your friends, I would love if you would share it with them as well. All right, guys, I hope you enjoy it. Podcast today, she's been super crazy. (laughs) But okay, so both you and I have kind of been in the same wavelength when it comes to competing lately. Um, If you would like to just like take a moment and reintroduce yourself to my audience, I would greatly appreciate that. Um, you've been featured a couple episodes ago, but you know, I'm having you back on today. So guys, today we have Ashley, it's Zabo, right? Yes, Zabo. Okay. Um, introduce yourself a little bit to let our audience know, um, more about you. All right. So, um, I live in Orange County, California. I am a group fitness coach, online coach, and uh, in-person trainer as well. So I kind of do a little bit of everything. I am a bikini competitor and former college athlete. And I really just love all things fitness. And that's why I'm a coach now. I'm just living out my passion. Yeah. And so you got your undergrad in exercise science. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So fitness has kind of been like your whole life, kind of like mine. And both you and I have done several bikini competitions how many have you done in total I have done eight okay you've done eight and then how many national shows have you done I have done four if I'm counting correctly maybe five okay no five I'm sorry I've done five yeah so like majority of I think you've done more national shows than I have um majority of your showings have been national and you are working really hard towards that pro card and I know both you and I, we spend a good majority of our time on social media and we're seeing so many people um, just identifying a lot with competing. Totally. It's, I mean, it's something I was just talking about on my Instagram story, like what was it yesterday or the day before? Um, But yeah, I mean, it's, especially, I think it's tough for people that used to be athletes. Like for me, I used to be a cross country and track runner. And I identified with that for so long. And then I kind of like just shifted that into being a bikini competitor. So um, I think it's tough for people that are like, that have been athletes their entire lives too. And then they get kind of caught up in the whole bodybuilding world. Mm -hmm. Even your, um, your username on Instagram used to be. Yes. Yeah. I know you challenged me to change that and like it honestly is like so freeing to finally like not that it like it was a bad thing but like I'm just glad that 
I was I was able to move away from that. Uh, when you initially changed it, did you feel like you were going to lose followers, though, just from, like, I don't want to say your name changing or, like, part of your identity? I don't know. Because I know, like, with changing a name, when it's correlated to, like, your hobby, that can just be so challenging. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I had a little bit of anxiety over it because, like, so many people knew me as Bikini Fit Ashley. Like, I would be at shows and people would be like, oh, you're Bikini Fit Ashley. And, like, I just, it was, like, like part of my my actual, like, name. You know what I mean? It's, like, like on, on social media, I was that. So it was, it was kind of weird for me to change it. I didn't fear that I would lose followers because of it. Um, but it definitely just, in general, felt weird to, like, let go of that. So I don't know if that, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I think that you can be a competitor without it taking over your life. And the issue I'm seeing right now is so many girls are just posting throwback pictures or their um, like handle picture is their bikini picture, which, uh-huh. you know, to each their own. But the other thing is you have so much more to offer the world than just your bikini lean body or your prep or prep updates or dieting updates. And I think a lot of competitors just feel this pressure to only post that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, I totally got sucked into that this past season for like, you know, six, seven months straight. And I look back and you know, I'm not going to like put myself down for doing that, but I'm definitely like, man, I wish I would have spent more time. Like, I mean, it's okay to, to post updates, but like literally everything was about that. And I look back and even though it was like, it was like so recent for me too, it was just like, you know, five, four or five months ago that I was still doing that. And I'm able to look back and, and see kind of the the flaws in that and I mean I I guess when you're in it it's it's so hard to see that that's like consuming you um but now that I'm able to look at it like outside of prep I see that that probably wasn't the best thing for me to like focus so 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 much on that yeah and so what I think happens is we all go through this like prep tunnel vision and all we can think about is competing and our bodies and I guess with bodybuilding, it does have to get to that point. But the other thing I think people need to practice doing is just like self-checking yourself and making sure, are you really doing this because you want to, or do you feel like the pressure from social media to keep prepping? And for me and my prep, I mean, you and I were DMing here and there and like, you knew how hard I was pushing myself. And I kept asking myself, I'm like, am I doing this really because Nicole wants to? Or do I feel like I just need to document it for Instagram? Yeah, totally. And I just like taking that break and choosing to take a long off season. I think this is the other issue with like the chronic competing is girls just don't know what to do with themselves when they're taking a lot of time off. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, I mean, I, if they even take a lot of time off. <laughs> like most people don't so um I mean like yeah I think people start to go a little stir crazy after like you know three month off season and then it's like they're jumping back into prep again and that for most people that's just not enough time to allow your body to recover well returning back to like being an athlete too like if you're to tell an athlete they're gonna sit out a season 
they're not going to be happy about it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like if they were to have some sort of like an injury, you would have to do that. And if you think about it, a prolonged prep is like an injury to the body, you know, it's hurting your hormones, it's hurting your relationships, it's affecting your whole life. And you have to repair those things before you decide to prep again. And I've seen people's lives like fall apart because they're just so focused on themselves. Oh, yeah, totally. And I mean, I kind of started getting to that point towards the end. And um, like, it's not just that you're tired. It's like, it starts to really affect so many different parts of your life. And like, like you said, relationships, uh, my performance at my job, because I have a very active job. Um, So I just like, it it just starts to like, kind of seep into so many different things. And that's where you kind of need to like, be aware of when it's time to pull the plug. Um, And for me, I definitely felt that like, even though my body was still responding very well, I never really had a point this prep where my body stopped responding. I was doing fine in terms of that. It was just like, I just totally hit a wall in terms of being burnt out. And I was like, I just, I know that I need to be done after um, USA's in July. Yeah. And so one other thing I want to talk about is like defining or like finding your worth outside of competing. Um, how have you personally been able to do that? And is there any like challenges that you're still facing with making that transition? Um, I would say for me, just kind of focusing on other goals right now. Like, um, obviously I'm trying to build my business as an online coach and also as a brick and mortar gym business owner with my boyfriend, Jonathan. So kind of focusing more on that has been fun for me. Um, I haven't had something like that in my past, quote unquote, off seasons. Um, So maybe it was a little bit harder back then. But it's been, I want to say like a little bit easier this time around transitioning, because I kind of just had all of this stuff that I put on hold, that I was able to just start going after once prep was over. So that's helped me is just kind of focusing on other goals that don't have to do with competing. Um, and then also just focusing, I think it's really important to focus on performance in the gym and instead of just like working out to look a certain way, like working out in training, I mean, not just working out really, it's training and trying to perform well. And I, I did have fun with that. My last off season, um, I was working with a different coach who was just doing my programming and it was really fun to like train in a different way and really, really focus on performance. Um, so I think that that, that is important too, when you are in an improvement season. Um, I don't know. Did I answer that question? I feel like there's other parts I might've missed. No, um, I, I, like, I completely agree with that. And, you know, I think, um, business growth is an ever going thing and it takes so much time and energy that people just don't even understand. Um, yeah, totally. Like I look at these women who like have children and they prep and they like have full-time careers. I'm like, are you like superwoman or like, what are you? Like, I just, yeah, totally. I don't even know how that is a possibility to be honest. I I have no (laughs) idea. But, um, in regards to like the programming too, I just went to the gym today and I had started like a whole new program and I don't know, but like, I literally felt like an animal in the gym. Like I haven't felt that way in so long. And it was yeah, it's really, always a nice feeling. <laughs> yeah, it was exciting. I was like, wow, like who is this girl? Because in prep, like 
I'm just this like weak little noodle and I don't want to be there. And you're kind of like whining the whole time. And this like whole workout, it took me a lot longer than I thought it would. Um, but I really enjoyed the whole thing and I had energy at the end of it. You know, I didn't leave the gym feeling like I was dying. Yeah, totally. I, I was thinking about that the other day of just like how, yeah, I have more body fat on me and sometimes I'm uncomfortable with that. not going to lie. Um, but just like, I feel more like myself. (laughs) It's like, like, I just feel like I have more of my personality and like the energy levels. Like I'm not constantly struggling (laughs) like I I, especially with again the like coaching in person and coaching classes especially I would just totally hit a wall after like two classes and now I'm able to like feel good for four classes and not feel like complete dog poop by by the end you know what I mean and like that's I folk try to focus on stuff like that too and like it's nice to not like I mean there's a point in prep and I know that you experience this where you just feel like crap kind of like 80% of the time and you kind of get used to it. But then when you're out of it, you look back and you're like, man, (laughs) I was, I did not feel good. Like pretty much all the time. And that kind of (laughs) sucked. It's um, my friend Sarah said that you never know like how bad you feel until you're fully out of it. Yeah. Like looking back and like, wow, she's so right about that. And that's the other thing, even with clients, like I'm sure you've worked with so many clients where they are eating so little and doing so much and you're like well how do you feel and they're like oh I I feel fine I feel good it's like really do you and yeah the thing is is they're just used to feeling that way they don't know what it feels like to truly feel good totally um the other thing I wanted to talk about is uh like comparison going on with social media And I've had to take some time and really look at some accounts and think, is this helping me or is this hurting me? (laughs) Like I've been having like an unfollowing spree. Yes, me too. (laughs) So many people are like, number one, not being transparent. And I've said this time, like a time before, and that is a lot of these pros and competitors are just shredded year round, but then they never want to talk about the fact that they're enhanced and you know, nothing against PEDs, but I think that if you are going to use them and show off your super lean body year round, you should be more transparent with your audience. Um, oh, yeah, totally. Or just say you Photoshop your pictures or only using Instagram. People don't realize that so many bikini competitors are taking drugs. And again, like PEDs are fine if you want to take them. But I think if you're comparing yourself as a natural athlete to someone who possibly is enhanced, you're nine times out of 10, always going to be quote unquote losing. And it's just not a level playing field, but you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. You don't know if people are editing their pictures like body parts, which I've seen that happen. Um, And so be realistic with, your comparison if you're something you're doing but also really ask yourself why am I following this person am I following them just because I like their body because that's very shallow in my opinion oh yeah do I like their message you know yeah I um there was a couple people I unfollowed yesterday and I like went to their page and it's like every picture is like you know half naked and you know sometimes I'll keep following people if they have good captions or they have like good workout tips or like even just educational stuff that I can repost for my clients and stuff like that. 
But these people that I've been unfollowing lately, it's like I go and there's, you know, a half naked picture and it's just some stupid quote that has nothing to do with the picture. And I'm like, this literally is giving me no value at all. Literally. Like, (laughs) yeah, no, seriously. And it's like, it's, and then what's tough is like some of these people are online coaches and, you know, promote their coaching services, but like, they're not being relatable at all to the people they're trying to sell. So I'm kind of like, how are you, how are you even getting, getting clients? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like the other thing though, as a business owner, you don't, those, let me reverse ladies. If you're spending money on getting hypersexualized fitness photo shoots, number one, you don't need to do it. Okay. Don't think that's like your next thing you have to do. You know, have I done like, what is a boudoir shoots before? Yeah, I have, but I'm not slapping that all over my Instagram all the time. I'm not. And I've had photo shoots like that before that they're hypersexualized. And I look back at those pictures and I'm like, wow, like I like kind of forced myself to do that. Cause I thought that's what I needed to do. Yeah. Um, same. And I, they make me uncomfortable because I even remember the photographer, like telling me to like show him like a sexy face. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. Cause I, it's <laughs> not me. And yeah. And you can read it in my pictures and, the people who will buy from you are the ones that love your message and don't just love your body. And I think it, I get in my own ego where as a coach, I get fearful of people not wanting to inquire as much with coaching because they'll see me not as lean and not as many lines. And how do you have crazy abs here? And then you look more quote unquote normal here, but it's not about that. It's about your content, your message and what you're bringing to these people and if all you can bring to people is your half naked body with a cute little quote and an emoji, I I just think that you really need to reevaluate a couple things. Oh, totally. I absolutely agree. I don't know. I just hope that any younger competitors too, or just a woman getting involved in competing, like understand that you don't need to get these photo shoots either. If you want to get a photo shoot of you like in some sports wear and that makes you feel empowered and good go for it but don't feel like you have to take the hypersexualized photography pictures because you see so and so doing so and slapping that all over her instagram yeah i i agree with you um okay. and i mean like it's like what you said i i've done it before myself oh, too sure so I've done it i've done it like several times but again like i look back at that and when you're trying to, you know, speak to your clients, they're, they're not going to be looking at those pictures. If anything, it's going to make them feel like that's not professional. Mm-hmm. So and, true. And that's a big thing too, is, um, I know a lot of competitors get docked for like not being professional of competing on stage, which your stage shots is a whole different story. I don't think you should be docked for that, but I see all these like photography and like, the, again, like very sexual pictures and, they wonder why people aren't taking them professionally or they wonder why they're getting so many weird DMs. And that's mm-hmm. why, that's why yep. you're getting them because that's how you're promoting yourself. And again, just reevaluate your worth, what, what it is that you're doing. If that's you and you truly feel genuine and that like you enjoy doing that, go for it, but know that you don't have to. Yep. So one other thing I want to talk about is embracing weight gain and body image And I know both you and I talk about this and we struggle with this. And I think so many competitors struggle with this. It's not just us. Um, 
how are you handling your quote unquote off season body? Or I don't even like saying that. Um, how are you handling a stronger version of Ashley versus the stage lean Ashley? Um, I mean, obviously I have my good and bad days. I'd have to say like the last couple of days for me, if I'm being totally honest, have been hard, but most of the time I'm like, okay. Um, I think a lot of it kind of goes back to what I said before is enjoying going to the gym and training and pushing myself to do better each time and perform better. Um, so focusing on more being an athlete in terms of performance, because let's be real when you're stage lean and you're like a week out from a show, you're, you may look like an athlete, but you're definitely not performing like an athlete. It's so funny. Um, so, works. and it's like, it's like we, we what you commented on my Instagram story last night, um, when I was like sprinting on the treadmill, like me and Jonathan we're doing like a 14 mile per hour challenge. Like we held it for like maybe 15 seconds each, but like doing little things like that, that I would not do during prep. Um, so again, just focusing more on performance. Um, also just trying to not be obsessed with like constantly doing ab checks. That's mm. something that I've always to be, it sounds stupid, but I've always struggled with that. And if Jonathan catches me doing it, he gets so mad at me. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you need to stop. So honestly, having him in my corner in terms of that helps a lot. Like he'll call me out because in the past we didn't live together. Um, and I mean, we would see each other all the time, but he wouldn't be like with me almost all the time. So now that he can like see me if I'm in the bathroom and I'm like changing and I like stare at myself for too long, he's like, okay, you need to stop. <laughs> right now <laughs> walks in front of uh, me you're like you okay <laughs> yeah yeah no he laughs at me all the time and he catches me and I'm like I know just leave me alone um but like you know, I, again that is a wake-up call though because I think your significant other sees you in a different light that you'll never get to see yourself in um mm -hmm. and the, of course they're gonna see like the best in you but they're gonna see you at your most vulnerable and they'll see that internal conflict going on um, and I've had that myself where like, I will like, of course, well, you live in California, but living in Florida, you know, you can wear more revealing clothes, like swimsuits, shorts all the time. Mm -hmm. hats. And so you see your body more open. Like you can't just like wear sweaters all the time. Like where I'm from, I'm from Ohio. Yeah. So, um, going through that transition and like putting a bikini on and going to the beach and like really looking at myself in the mirror. And I'm like, oh, like, I feel like the straps are too tight here and like pinching me and like Jake will always just like reassure me and just be like, you realize like what you see is not really there. Yeah, totally. And it's like, it's gotten better over the years. Like I've been able to like distance myself from that a little bit more, but like, it doesn't mean that I don't struggle, you know, like I don't struggle as much as I did two years ago coming out of my 2017 prep, but I still have my my quote unquote good and bad days. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just kind of, for me, like, I just kind of realize when it's happening and like I'll step away from the mirror. Um, the other day I, well, a couple weeks ago, I was like, it sounds stupid, but I was like pinching the fat on my stomach because that's always been like a measure for me of like, Oh, how, how lean am I? Can I like, can I get like a handful of fat on my stomach? 
And I was doing that the other day and I just had this epiphany and I was like, why does that like define me as a person? Like, why does that make me less valuable or less lovable? Like it doesn't, it's literally like nothing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, I look almost the same in clothes and I've had actually a lot of my, um, it's funny, a lot of my, my clients recently at, um, the group fitness studio I coach at, they are asking me like, Oh, are you going to be doing a show? Because I'm like, I'm gaining weight. So to them, I look more muscular. I look better. Um, I have this one guy and he was like, Oh my gosh, your shoulders and your legs, like you look great. <laughs> and then another guy was like, asked, this was like a couple days later, he asked me if I was going to be competing. And I was like, Oh no, I'm like, you know, 15 pounds away from that. Like I would have a long way to go. And he was like, Oh, well, to be honest, like, I would never know you always look fit and healthy to me. So it's, it's like, again, it's just kind of the perspective of not only your significant other, but other people that love you too. Your um, perspective is so skewed and getting, and I've gotten comments like that at the gym. I was at um, powerhouse here in South Tampa, which is like one of those like Mecca gyms. So a lot of like serious bodybuilders train there. And um I was just working out and this like older guy like made eye contact with me and he's just like are you a competitor you have a great shape and like it's so funny because earlier that day I was like I changed my outfit like three times because I didn't feel good in anything Mm -hmm. and just him saying that he's just like I can tell you work hard um like you're serious about what you're doing and it's just like an older like bodybuilder dude but like he's just really sweet and genuine about it and I'm like wow like here I am beating myself up in all of these mirrors at the gym and someone else out here thinks I'm a rock star and it like frustrated me totally I mean we're I mean that's kind of what happens though when you're an athlete when you're competitor like you're just so hard on yourself but sometimes you have to take a step back and be like wait I'm being kind of crazy right now yeah well the other thing too is no one notices that 10 15 pounds really yeah very true. I mean, very, very few people are seeing you like naked. So yeah, um, very true. <laughs> they're not going to see all of that that you do all the time and whatever. Like it just and ten pounds, fifteen pounds in perspective. Like it's not that hard, like to gain, and it's not that hard to lose. So like oh, yeah. you know, like you're going to lose it one day, and you know how to do it. Um, but right now you don't have to, and you have to exactly. embrace it exactly but it just sounds like a lot of weight but in the grand scheme of things it's really nothing yeah I was thinking about that last night because I remember like last year uh well I mean technically this year in January when I started prep in just like a month like literally four weeks I was at a place where I was like super comfortable with my body again and it was almost that point in prep where I was like man, do I want to keep doing this anymore? Because I'm actually like really satisfied right now. <laughs> um, I don't know mm-hmm. if that's ever happened to you, but like, like that first four to six weeks of prep, you like reach a point where you're like, I'm, I'm comfortable again. This is good. I'm performing well. I'm feeling leaner. Like, you, like I, those, I was the first 10 pounds. I'm taller than you, but like the first 10 pounds, I'm like, okay, I feel good. I feel, I feel strong. I feel like really confident. And then it's like once I, it's um, it's like a set point that my body's at, and it's like once I get into like the low one twenties for me again, guys, weight is very relative. 
Um, totally. When I get into the low 120s, my body's like, yeah, I really hate you right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, for me, it's like the first five, six pounds. I'm like, okay, this is good. And then, yeah, once I get like 110, under 110, that's when things get get tough. But um, yeah. But they get tough for a reason because that is your body's feedback to say, I'm not comfortable here and this is not exactly. Exactly. Know, you can't so choose to ignore those signals, but you're really only causing yourself harm. And, you know, it's interesting is your body will find a new homeostasis and happy place. And I think a lot of competitors are so fearful of like just endless gaining of weight. Mm-hmm. And that won't really happen either unless, unfortunately, you struggle with like a binge eating disorder. Then, of course, like you can gain more weight through, you know, a disordered eating pattern, which I always have a resource for help in my description on on my podcast for um, eating disorders. But in regards to like weight gain, your body's going to find a new normal and it's probably going to hang out within that five pound range the whole time. Mm hmm. So don't be fearful that you're just going to gain like tons and tons and tons of weight. And I see this also happen, which I'm sure you've seen this with competitors that take a prolonged off season. And I'm talking more than eight months. Um, I see a lot of recomposition and the term gain taining happening. Yeah, very true. So it's almost like that initial inflammation, bloated, uncomfortable feeling that you feel like the first month to upwards of I would say even a year Um, but after that it seems like a lot of people's bodies relax and you know get a little bit leaner looking yeah for sure I think it's I think it depends too like in getting into an off season it depends on the person we're talking about as well like what are your genetics um like I mean even just like, are you in a relationship or not? Like all these things <laughs> yeah. can, can play into that. And like, I feel like <laughs> it's harder for us girls that aren't single that are like, have a significant other, like we're going on date nights again and stuff like that. So like, don't beat yourself up. Um, if you're gaining weight a little bit faster than somebody else, I think everybody's so different. Mm -hmm. Um, and even like, I was thinking about this for myself, I can get lean pretty easily and like get lean on like not that low of calories, but Mm -hmm. I also like coming into an off season, I gain very quickly, even though I'm not, I'm not eating like 3000 calories a day, you know, like I'm eating, you know, maybe 2200 calories a day right now, which I guess is a lot for my size, but um, I was maintaining at like 18, 1900 calories in between shows, like, and staying super lean. So I think it just depends on the person too, and your individual metabolic rate. Um, everybody's going to be different. So like, I, I gain pretty easily. And, but I also like on the other side of things, I can get lean pretty quickly. My body's never really had a hard time, um, getting lean like I've never really had like plateaus or anything so I mean there's there's pros and cons and I don't know if that makes sense or not but I was just thinking about that yesterday yeah and like don't kick yourself for the weight gain or even if you're like I get so frustrated when people are like reverse diet I'm only up five pounds and it's been three totally it's like okay but like are you really at an optimal place to put on muscle tissue probably not yeah 
exactly um and i love the fact that you're talking about like calories too because like for me i was really sticking to my reverse this time around but because my body was so metabolically like trashed <laughs> i was putting on weight at like 1600 calories and i'm five mm-hmm. six so like my body was like putting on weight and I could have chose to have been like really irritated and frustrated at the fact that that was happening. But I'm like, you know, it is what it is. My body's responding this way because I've demanded so much out of it. And instead of like beating myself up, I just decided to give myself grace because that's all I can do. You know, I'm not gonna, what am I going to do from there? Restrict more? Yeah, exactly. There's no point. Um, And clearly my body just needed to put on some weight to feel better and feel safe again. Um, and I think the worst thing that you could do as a competitor there is get into like the fuck it mentality and just say, you know what, I'm just going to screw this reverse and eat whatever. Cause clearly it doesn't matter what I do. I'm going to gain weight. You know, again, it, it's all about your mindset behind things. And I'm not saying if you don't want to track in your reverse that you're not serious about bodybuilding whatsoever, but I think, you know, allowing yourself some grace with weight gain. Um, and then if you want to track post-show, great um if you don't great but if you are struggling with again a poor relationship with food i would recommend getting that nailed down and getting help yeah exactly i think one other thing too with tracking that i've done in the past and i guess i'm kind of doing it now but um one of my first coaches i worked with when i did my first competition season they gave me um like macro ranges to work with coming out and uh, coming into an off season. And I really liked that. I know 3DMJ talks about this a lot too, like Eric Helms and all those people. Um, but instead of, you know, trying to hit your macros within plus or minus three to five grams of fats and plus or minus, you know, five to 10 grams of protein and carbs, give yourself a bigger range to work with in your off season. So on the days that you are hungrier, like you have some more food to work with, the days that maybe you're not as hungry, you don't have to hit those numbers. Um, I really liked working with bigger ranges. Um, So I don't know, is that something that you've tried out before? So I'm doing a whole new approach this time around, and I'm really enjoying it. And that is tracking Monday through Friday. And then on the weekends, I don't track. Yeah, I love that. That can be triggering to some people. If you have, again, like you're still working on your relationship with food, but like I am, um, I call myself like a veteran in the sport. I've been competing since 2015. So, Mm -hmm. and I've done tons of shows. So my mindset with food isn't a scarcity one. I don't feel the need to binge. I don't feel the need to like massively overeat. Um, If anything, maybe even Saturday and Sunday, I undereat a couple days because Although Jake and I you know we're in a relationship, he has like a background in the army. So he's used to just like not eating where I'm like, oh, such, I'm like such a foodie, though. And I like always want to go out to eat like once a week, at least. Yeah, totally. Um, and just enjoy it. But I choose to like have the weekends untracked because number one, I know I'm not going to go crazy. And number two, that's when I'm spending time with friends and um, like my boyfriend I don't really have family down here. I almost said friends and family. <laughs> but that's when I'm hanging out with people. And I would rather be more present than be worried about, like, does this fit my macros for the day? Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. So I, I kind of do the same thing um, on the weekends. I'll, like, if I know that I'm going to go out to eat or something, I'll basically, for me, like, I'll just kind of track up until that point, And then I leave, like, 
yeah. a decent cushion of calories for myself. I don't restrict and like go into the meal starving. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> um, yeah. So don't misread that. But um, I, I, that's been helping me a lot too. And um, yeah, it's been nice to incorporate the untracked meals and not like worrying about trying to figure out what the macros are in my restaurant meal. And instead just learning, you know, relying on good habits that I've built over time of ordering right at a restaurant. Like I'm not going to eat like an asshole. Yeah. (laughs) And have like three drinks and like a burger and like, you know, chips and guac and then have like an ice cream sundae or something like that. You know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, but I'm also not going to just have like chicken and broccoli you know, like I'm going to eat like a normal person. Yeah. Like I just went to Outback and, um, you know, again, it was technically untracked and could I ate whatever I wanted? Yeah. But because I knew I had, um, like a pint of like a halo top ice cream or something like that, I decided to go with like a lower carb option because, you know, that's more carb dense. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I got like a chicken breast, some veggies, and I had some of the bread that was served at the beginning of the meal just to have a little bit more carbs, Uh Um, you know, but that's a very macro friendly meal. And again, I could have gotten whatever I wanted, but I knew that I was going to have something sweeter and a little bit more calorie dense still in the evening. Um, So that's, you know, you can still make choices. You just don't have to constantly bring out my fitness pal and I think um that half tracking that you were doing is excellent for someone who wants to make the transition into like a full untracked day it's just doing Mm -hmm. a half track day and see like you're not gonna die or lose all of your progress yeah so true that's been really helpful for me and um yeah I've been enjoying doing that yeah so um Ashley I wanted to end today's podcast with giving like a little bit of advice on people who are currently in their off season or transitioning into an off season on what you have for them. Cause I know so many people are coming off of Miami nationals and maybe they're currently struggling with this transition and they're losing their why, or, you know, just going through the similar struggles that we have, but mm-hmm. what is your advice to them? Um, I think the biggest thing, the first thing is just having kind of like an accountability partner. Like I feel like you're like that for me. Mm-hmm. And we've been able to talk about all of these things. And that's been so helpful for me instead of just staying quiet. And like, even like Brielle, um, I was talking to her the other day and she, it was like something I shared on my Instagram story. And she was like, girl, I relate to this so much. And just like, I guess not being afraid to share when you are struggling and, you know, maybe you, share it on your Instagram story, but you just do like the close friends feature. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to share it with everybody, but, um, you know, be open when you're struggling and don't be afraid to reach out. I think that that's really important to like talk about, I know it sounds like cheesy, but talk about your feelings because it is normal to feel like a little bit off coming out of a prep. And, um, just, I mean, I, I can talk to Jonathan about it, my boyfriend, but he doesn't fully understand. So I think talking to other competitors who maybe are already in an off season, I think is, is good. So again, just like an accountability partner in terms of that. Um, and just like giving yourself grace, if you mess up, like don't hate on yourself. And I can probably be better on this too. Like I'm not perfect. I don't have it all together. I'm not going to sit here and say that I've had this amazing 
reverse diet and off season and I'm killing it and I'm five pounds up from stage weight. Like, no, (laughs) I definitely kind of like had a crash landing a little bit this off season, but you know what? It's okay. Just accept it and do what you can moving forward. Like don't do anything drastic. You don't need to like do a bunch of cardio and starve yourself. No. Yeah. Don't do that. Like just, if you mess up, get back on your plan. Keep trying. Like I fall off the wagon, I get right back on. And you can do that like in your next meal. <laughs> so yeah. it, you don't have to wait until Monday. You don't have to wait until January. Like jump back in now and just keep pushing forward. Again, even if you do have only a half tracked day, like who cares? Just do it. <laughs> Stay yeah. accountable to yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think and that's... I, I think, um, you know, if you're feeling uncomfortable, my answer or I should say my advice to you is a prep isn't going to fix it. Yeah. If you feel uncomfortable with your body, if you feel uncomfortable with your off season, a prep is not going to fix it. It's just going to temporarily distract you from what you want to feel. Yeah. And it kind of just digs you deeper into a hole in, in the future. Like, even though it may, might not feel like it at the time, but you got to give yourself the time to recover coming out of a long prep, especially And if you jump right back into another prep and you just keep doing that, like eventually you're going to hit a wall. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, thank you again so much for uh, chatting on this topic. I know a lot of people feel like they're alone in their off season, but you know, just you are not the only person feeling this way. There's so many people that are feeling uncomfortable and feeling worried and feeling a little bit lost, but hopefully mm-hmm. this podcast was helpful for you guys if it was please make sure you share it and again um ashley thank you so much and all of ashley's information is going to be down below as well so make sure you give her a follow thanks for having me on nicole hey guys on the beyond the bikini podcast you know i talk a lot about training and nutrition Trust me, it can be hard to hit the gym consistently, track your macros to a T, and feel like you're making progress. So rather you're a newbie in the gym or someone who's been hitting the gym consistently but possibly hit a plateau, then I recommend you check out my one-on-one coaching. No, I do not only coach prep clients, but I coach lifestyle clients as well. I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym with your relationship with food and how I can help you reach your goals.